What's up, guys? Max here, back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. It's episode 200, and I wanted to make sure you guys had a chance to meet my dog, Bree, my wife and I's dog, Bree. She's uh, going to be hanging out with me today in the studio for episode 200 because we've got some people working on the house. You might hear that going on in the background, and uh, and she doesn't breathe. It gets a little anxious when that's going on, so uh, we've got her hanging out in here with me. So if she barks or anything like that, let's, uh, let's be patient with her because she's doing her best to be a brave girl. Who's a brave girl? Who's a good girl? So we're going to be hanging out in here. So Yes, that's it. So let me put her down and I'll be back to tell you guys all about what we're doing on today's super fun episode. Here we go. Hang on one second. Okay, we're back and now we are in into our regular episode. I hope you guys enjoyed meeting uh, our dog, Bree. She is the best. She's an absolute amazing dog. We love her. Jacob Donenworth, what's up? I want to say what's up to everybody in the chat. What's up, Mudrock? Thanks for reaching out to me earlier. Eric McBride, Killer Boy, Pedro Napoleon back in the house. OG Litness, Chris Hernandez, Hiram. We've got Tiffany here. Thank you very much for being here for this 200th episode. It's nice to see everybody. It's great to have you guys here. We have a ton of stuff to go over on today's show. We've got to follow up on a couple things that we've had going on for a long time. These are long-term, you know, stories. We've got an army murder, an army murder from earlier this year or last year, in the last year. We've got an update on the shooting that occurred when the National Guard took fire while they're out protecting our cities. Somebody shot at the National Guard, injured one of the troops. And uh, and we're going to talk about what ended up happening with that shooter. He's been apprehended. He's He's might be getting locked up. We're going to find out about that. We've got an update on Battlefield 2042. We've got an update on the brewery that I invested in, Armed Forces Brewing Company. We've got an update from them. We're going to check that out. And we've got so much more. What a fun episode. What a crazy episode we've got for episode 200. I just want to thank you guys for being part of this show, being part of this journey with me. It's incredible. I mean, I'm having a great time. I hope you guys are too. I'm humbled every day that you guys tune into the show, to the program, and watch with me and comment and all that. It's just the best. It's just the best. And so I want to give you guys great content today. So with all that being said, let's jump into our first story of today, which is man who shot at National Guard soldiers during Minnesota protests gets eight years in prison. I had to figure out how many fingers eight is. Eight years in prison. The man fired multiple shots at the guardsman on April 18th. So he's been sentenced to eight years in prison, which I'm going to try to crunch the numbers on that. You guys help me do some math, okay? I'm going to need your guys' help to do a little math here in a couple minutes. Andrew Andrew Thomas, who's 28 years old. And by the way, Andrew Thomas is this guy right here on your screen in the orange jumpsuit. That's Andrew Thomas. You guys can think what you want about this mugshot right here. That's who it is. And uh, to me, it just doesn't look like the best dude. To me, it looks like um, this was probably a predictable move for him. He's probably done stuff like this in the past. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, Andrew Thomas, he's got face tattoos, prison tats, 28, pled this pled guilty. He pled guilty this week to assault with a dangerous weapon, drive-by shooting. I didn't know drive-by shooting was a specific crime. And illegal possession of a firearm. Probably because he's a felon, I'm I'm assuming. It says here, the shooting on April 18th of this year resulted in minor injuries to two soldiers who were inside of the Humvee. Roughly 3,000 Minnesota guardsmen were mobilized in April during the trial of Derek Chauvin. Thomas fired multiple shots at a team of soldiers from an SUV on April 18th. According to a press release, one of the bullets went through the windshield of the vehicle. Can you imagine sitting in a Humvee just in, in town, in your own neighborhood, and... Bullets start coming through the window. You're you're specifically targeted. That's kind of insane. The shooting on April 18th resulted in minor injuries. Let's see. He uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where was it? One of the soldiers inside the vehicle was taken to the hospital for treatment of injuries from shattered glass, and the other soldier was treated for superficial wounds at the scene. A search of Thomas's SUV found a Springfield Armory XD9 semi-automatic, a 22 caliber revolver with an obliterated serial an obliterated serial number, two discharged cartridge casings. 
Sergeant Justin Haynes said that the guardsmen were aware that everyone is feeling a lot of different types of ways. All we can do is kind of stand strong while we're here. It is surreal because I didn't expect to get shot at in uniform protecting my streets on my streets that I come home to. Now, here's the part where I need your guys' help, okay? Help me do some math. It says that he was sentenced to eight, eight years. Hang on one second, guys. says he was sentenced to eight years in jail. This happened within the last year, and it says here he's going to serve five years with credit for time served. How does that add up to eight? I, I'm, no, I'm no math genius. I'm not the worst. I'm not the best. But I'm just not getting eight out of that, so I couldn't really tell you how they, uh, how they came up with those numbers. I'm not really sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me. How does five plus 0.9 add up to eight. I'm not sure. You guys help me out. Let me see what's going on in the concepts here. I say, can we get a super legit? I think we can get a super legit. What's that coming down there? Oh, super legit. We got a super. And you know who that goes out to? All of you guys. The audience is super legit. It's gratuitous that I'm off on the day you do your 200 show. Thank you, Tiffany. Wait, not now. My timing was off on that one. You're welcome. We are just lucky to get to watch you. Damn it, Andrew. You can't trust a guy with two first names. Drive-by shooting is a... Drive-by shooting is a crime, Eviana. I just didn't know it was a specifically named crime. Like, how specific does a drive-by shooting have to be? Can it be, like, if you're in a car ever, is it a drive-by shooting? What if you're rolling up, you stop the car, then you shoot out the window, then you drive away? What if you shoot out the window, then wait for 10 minutes, then drive away? What classifies a drive-by shooting versus just a shooting? How are they different? I'm not a law enforcement officer, but so that's my question. Maybe you guys in the comments know. He deserves more time for shooting one of our men in uniform. I agree with you. He looks shady. Happy to see uh, Tiffany and Eviana are hanging out. Am I the only dork that grew up thinking the naval rank Commodore was a dirty, vulgar word because of the movie Popeye with Robin Williams? Yeah, I don't think that I even know the... I don't even remember the reference. Is that the live action Popeye with Robin... Yeah, with Robin Williams, the live action one. That's with him, right? Let's see. Nobody puts Bree in the corner. So true. He's probably been held for five already. Good day, Max. Good day, Alex. Thanks for uh, recommending the I Was Only 19 song. I, I think everyone should go check that out, especially Jacob Donenworth, because you spent some time in Australia, so you need, you need to check out the song I Was Only 19. I ain't no rocket scientologist, but yet yeah, it doesn't add up. <laughs> yes, it's so good to have Jacob in the chat because he's dropping fire jokes because he is hilarious, and his book, An Officer and a Man, is absolutely great. You guys need to check that out. Tiffany says he deserves more time for what he did. Our justice system is way past broken. They probably diagnosed him with mentally unstable. It usually lessens the sentence or the severity of it. 200. Yep. Harry Lime Pie. What's up? Welcome to the 200 show. What's up, Earl? Welcome to the chat. Yes, it is an awesome episode today. You guys hear my dog back there. If you're tuning in now, I was, uh, we're sitting here. We started the show together, Bree, our dog and I, but, uh, now it's just me rolling through the stories as we usually do. Um, you guys saw the headline today, I'm sure. Army screwed this Olympian. Have you guys been watching the Olympics? Last night, we watched Bernard Keeter run the 3,000-meter steeplechase, which, by the way, the steeplechase, a little background on the steeplechase, that event comes from back in the day, okay, back in the day, it was a horse race between steeples in two different towns. The horses would race from steeple to steeple. The steeples were big, so it gave them something to, to look towards as like their destination. So the horses would run from steeple to steeple, and that's how they would do the, uh, the steeple race. And over, over the course of that journey from steeple to steeple, they would have to jump over little ponds, little puddles and obstacles and stuff like that. So that, Larry says, more Brie, less Max. <laughs> uh, so... That is how they would, came up with the steeplechase. Now people do it. So now people run around the track, this 3,000-meter steeplechase, and they jump over the barriers, and they jump over the puddles, and they do that. And it was pouring rain last night in Tokyo. Pouring rain. The track was soaking wet, but the steeplechase runners still ran, and Bernard Keeter ran. So proud of him for representing the United States from Kenya, moves to the United States, becomes a citizen, and races in the Olympics. He's in the Army. He's a specialist in the Army, and he races in the Olympics. He didn't win. He came in like seventh or something like that out of 10. But uh, good for him. Good for him. And, uh, and I've been researching all the military, you know, active duty veteran Olympians. We've got the Paralympics coming up. And I saw a story here. I saw a story here that when I saw it, I thought this is the greatest 
Olympic story. MC, $1.99 Super Chat. $1.99 Super Chat. Wow, thank you very much. I appreciate that so much with that thumbs up, number one, for MC being one of the number one supporters here. You got the Carmen San Diego going on. We've got a... We've got to talk about this. Thank you, MC, so much for your continuing support. It means the world to me. It's, uh, it's the most Army story I've ever heard. It's the most military Olympic story we will ever cover on the Scuttlebutt Show. Is this one right here. World's fastest man raised by Italian single mother who met his U.S. soldier father at Vicenza. Shake and bake. We've got, uh, we've got this Olympian who won the 100-meter race. If you guys don't know, the 100-meter race is a big deal in the Olympics. I'm, parti- I'm not particularly a huge fan of the 100-meter race. I like the, the longer races. I like them. I'm looking for the marathon. But the 100-meter sprint is this huge event. They had a light show, a laser light show in the Olympic Stadium on the track. It was just like this whole thing. It was a whole thing. And out of nowhere... A total underdog, total wolf in sheep's clothing. The Italian runner wins it, wins it just out of the blue. And if I'm being totally honest, he doesn't even look like he's in that great of shape. But he wins the 100-meter sprint, and it's this guy right here, Lamont Marcel Jacobs of Italy. And he's got some thoughts on his uh, dying and dash dad. So let's talk about those. The surprise gold medal winner in the 100 meters at the Tokyo Olympics was born to an Italian mother and an American soldier father who met while he was stationed in Vicenza. Italian sprinter Lamont Marcel Jacobs, who was born in El Paso, grew up in Italy after his father was transferred to South Korea and the marriage broke up. It's kind of like, you know, they met in Italy, moved her back to the United States, to Texas, and he was like, hey, I've had my Italian. I think I'm going to try my Korean. I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a worldly man. I'm a, I'm peace. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Uh, see you, see you in the future when you're an Olympic track star, Harry line pie, $5 super chat. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. Wow. Huge support from Harry line pie. Wow. Let's get it going on the episode 200. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much. He says here, in a little bit of a slight to the U.S., he says, only my muscle fibers are American, he said to the Orange County Register reporter Sunday. Jacob's mother, Viviana Massini, she was 16 when she met 18-year-old U.S. soldier Lamont Marcel Jacobs Sr., his namesake, stationed at Caserma Ederly in Vicenza. According to an interview in the Corriere, De- I'm sure I'm saying that just perfect, Corriere della Sera newspaper, the two married and moved to El Paso. They met, they married. It's a story as old as time. It's a sweet, sweet pizza pie in the sky of love. The two married and moved to El Paso. Three years later, their son was born just weeks before his father was sent to a new posting in South Korea. And it says here from his mother, it was impossible for us to follow him. It was impossible for us to follow him? I don't know about that. I mean, I'm sure there was a way. Uh, I then decided to return to Italy. Marcel wasn't even a month old at the time. So I don't know what happened here. Uh, I got to say, I don't see a scenario in which it was impossible for them to go to Korea. Maybe that's the story. Maybe that's the cover story. From there, a challenge of our own was born. I was a young mother with a child to raise. And the great things that is that through the growth of Marcel, I had the opportunity to live a new life new horizons. Here he is posing next to the Olympic gold medal sign, the men's 100 meter Jacobs with a time of 9.8. UCMJ says 16. Yikes. And this is back, you know, in the nineties too. So remember this is in the 1990s. It it was a whole different millennium. It It was a millennia ago. Okay. It's a different deal. Jacobs, he's 26, hadn't seen his father and hadn't spoken to him until last year. That's about the time the dad probably picked up on the fact that the kid was going to be a sports star and said, I got to get in touch with this little bastard. His mother nurtured him going to all his races as he grew up and trained in the 100 meters and long jump in Desenzano del Garda, about an hour from Vicenza, she told Corriere della Sera. This article's playing games with my emotions with all these words that I have to say out loud. Among his idols was Andrew Howe, he told Olympics.com. Like him, American-born biracial Italian sprinter coached by his mother in Italy and after his father left the family when he was a baby. Until Sunday, few fans had heard of Jacobs, including me. I had never heard of this guy. Nobody was talking about him. Nobody was talking about this guy at all whatsoever. Just completely like, like a... 
Like he wasn't even in the race. He wasn't even acknowledged. Then he takes it. Um, let's see. It's a dream. He says it's fantastic. He said after winning, maybe tomorrow I can imagine what they're saying, but today it's incredible. They just, I mean, what a classic military story. You go to a foreign country, you meet a beautiful lady, you get into a little relationship, a little loving goes on, a baby is born, which means he's, you know, got, he has that American citizenship if he wants it. That baby has to go back to Italy, unfortunately, where the family was from, probably get some support from the grandparents, the cousins, the uncles and aunties. And they go back to Italy where he trains and becomes a total athlete, a total rock star and wins the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which is what they're calling it, you know, 100 meter sprint, one of the most popular events. Hey, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing out there for the Italians. Congratulations to them. They did great. The American came in second, I believe, second or third, the Americans. So good for them too. Shout out to the USA on all their uh, hard work and competing. Last night, we saw the discus. The discus, the USA athlete was well into the lead in discus when the rain started pouring down and they had to take a little break. So shout out to the Americans out there representing for the United States, uh, Bernard Keeter especially, and to this guy's dad, Lamont Marcel Jacobs Sr., you blew it, man. You blew it. You could have had it all. Fame, family, the most important thing that exists in the world. Could have had it all, but instead you chose to roll the dice in Korea for some of that soju. Let's see how it works out. Let's see. Bold move, Kyle. Let's see how it works out for him. Let me catch up on the comments right here. What do we got going on here? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where did I leave off in the comments? The E4 Mafia is representing. If that's the case, EVC must have been in the previous. The shoot otter missed something there big time. WTF, the Italians steal something from us again. Another one. Another dono. It's me, Mario. Holds down B button and smokes everyone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he did get star power there for sure. F that. Give it to our soldier. Max, say the word and I'll drop that dono. Justin, I'm just trying to find somebody who's, stupid, who's as stupid as me, who's willing to, uh, to do it. Tiffany, yes. So most likely he was held waiting for his corte at the time, waiting for his corte's credit towards the sentence. Bongiamo. UCMJ says 16. That sounds like Clint Eastwood and Sudden Impact making old scumbags feel worldly and more cosmopolitan. How's the doggy doing? She's doing great. She's so brave. There's people working in our house right now. The mama sons are cleaning. She's being so brave. I'm so proud of her. If that dude, oh, if that, F that dude, he done us dirty. Reminds me of David Goggins skinny, but then the bad water marathon. Yeah, that's no joke. Uh, Soju is awesome. So it might've been, might've been worth it. Who knows? Maybe he's happy. He's a happy man. Maybe he's happy. He's got a whole nother family. He's an international man of mystery, the dad. Whatever he's doing right now, if he finished out a career in the Army, we'll never know. He could still be in the Army, I guess. He could be the Sergeant Major of some command. He could be involved in this next story, as a matter of fact. In a rare move, Army CID raises reward to $50,000 to solve paratroopers' mysterious death. So we covered this story earlier this year, but uh, let's let's rewind and kind of talk about what the facts are about this case and why some people are saying the guilty party is hiding in plain sight. So we've got, th this is the victim right here, Specialist Enrique Roman Martinez of Fort Bragg. We covered this when it happened, but let's get back into it because I feel like there's a, a lot we got to rehash here, especially some of the complaints from the family and the investigators as to why this investigation is taking so long, turning up no results, and why the army is offering a 50 grand reward for inf I mean, I turn myself in for 50 grand. I might just full send it and go to the brig for, you know, 20 years. When you get 50 grand, you get that 50 grand reward. You invest it in Amazon. You go to the brig for 20, 30 years. When you get out, you're set. Just some uh, something to think about. For more than a year, the Army CID has been unable to find a concrete lead in the May 2020 homicide of Specialist Enrique Roman Martinez. CID is offering 50 grand for credible information concerning the death of 21-year-old Fort Bragg paratrooper who went missing late at night on May 22, 2020, over a year ago, while camping with his fellow soldiers near Cape Lookout National Seashore in North Carolina. How many people go missing down by the seashore? This is the first one to hit this level in more than 10 years. 
The increased reward follows an ex extensive investigation that does not appear to have generated any tangible leads. The sister of Roman Martinez said the case doesn't make any sense, and she remains suspicious of the soldiers with whom her brother camped that weekend. So if you guys remember, they went camping that weekend. Apparently, the story is, in the middle of the night, this soldier disappeared and ends up discovered headless. Headless. Until they let me speak to these individuals, I will never be convinced it wasn't them, she said. A specialized task force was created to investigate Roman Martinez's death, comprising of CID agents, FBI personnel, and the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit. The task force executed 100 warrants and subpoenas in 400 interviews across North Carolina, Michigan, Texas, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Colorado, California. So they must have had some leads taking them in all these directions. What could those have been, I wonder? It says here, I've been a criminal investigator for more than 40 years and have worked hundreds of death investigations. CID Special Agent Steve Chancellor, who is spearheading the investigation, said in a statement, this tragic death is a real mystery on exactly what happened. It is a real mystery. That's for sure. So far, the task force has not recovered a single piece of physical, forensic, or testimonial evidence linking anyone to the death of Roman Martinez. This includes... 130 items of physical evidence and five terabytes of digital data. The only thing that I can imagine going on here is the soldiers who were out there camping with them are protected by that digital data, including text they sent that night and in the days following. And G I would imagine GPS data from their phones. Let's say you've got your smartphone on you. It's the middle of the night. Let's just, let's just walk down the, this hypothetical here. You've got your smartphone on you. It's the middle of the night. You're probably drinking with your battle buddies. Something goes down. Roman Martinez ends up dead. You try to cover it up. Are you walking into the woods with a body without your phone? No way, right? There's just no way. You're taking it. You need the flashlight. You need to stay in touch with your buddies. Somebody's going out to look for a hide site for the body. You're hanging out there with the body. You're dismembering it is what it sounds like. All this stuff. Well, that would show up in GPS data, right? It would say, hey, 1 a.m., you stepped off from your tent. You walked this way 100 yards. Somebody went out and went over this way. You guys were, you know, texting each other, all this stuff. I'm sh but if, the, if they had four cell phones that didn't move all night, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking they probably are the only thing saving them has got to be their cell data. All logical theories or suspicions that were developed to date have been investigated and either discounted or disproven. We have and are still looking at all the possibilities, but need the public's help. While Roman Martinez's death is ruled a homicide, so they do suspect he was murdered, probably a lot of that has to do with the fact that he was beheaded, it doesn't necessarily mean it was a murder. That means that the death could have been intentional or it could have been unintentional. For example, for example, in this case, someone running over someone with a boat while the person was in the water. The severed head of Roman Martinez washed up near Cape Lookout National Seashore on May 29th, a week after he had gone missing during a camping trip with seven fellow soldiers. Roman Martinez's sister, Griselda Martinez, has in previous interviews told Army Times she worries that those soldiers have not been completely truthful. That is the question. You always got to look at who was there. The people closest to victims tend to be the ones who murdered them. I've seen that on TV enough to know. When the other soldiers first reported him missing, they called 911 at 7.30 p.m. on May 23rd. That was the last time they saw their fellow camper was at midnight the night before. That's suspicious. When we woke up, he was not there. We've been looking for him all day. We were tr trying to find a park ranger in their office or anything. And now we went all the way to the ferry and found, and found out that we needed to call 911. However, early in the afternoon, park rangers did encounter the group and asked them to move their vehicles. According to Cape Lookout National Spokesman, the group was parked too close to sand dunes, an important park resource. Asking them to move was a routine request, Horvat confirmed. The rangers moved on after hearing the group would comply and did not make mention to the rangers at that point that anyone was missing from their group. Suspicious. Suspicious for sure. But then again, if you don't, you know, you don't want to bother the police if you don't have to. You would have to ask members of the group why they didn't report a missing person then. Inconsistencies like those still bother the, sis, the, uh, the sister, Griselda. It still doesn't explain why they lied to police officers and authorities, and quite frankly, why they lied to police saying my brother was suicidal. It just doesn't make any sense. The group did say that they thought he might have hurt himself, and although he was undiagnosed, they claimed he had suicidal tendencies. That is suspicious. If, if, you, if you are... If those guys are aware that this guy was suicidal, you would think everyone kind of would be, right? It would be known around the command. It would be the scuttlebutt, so to speak. So P 
people around the command would probably know. But then again, it, all you would have to do is go to people in the command and say, hey, did you guys kind of know that this guy was might have been suicidal or depressed? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, everyone knew that. And then it's settled. If you were operating a boat near Cape Lookout, hang on one second, guys. Let me, let me give her a little treat. Hang on one second. Got to take care of the dog. Got to take care of her. So it says here, if you, or maybe someone you know, was operating a boat near Cape Lookout on a national seashore on the night of May 22nd to 23rd, 2020, and have seen anything, please report it to Army CID at the number below. And unfor- and I hope they do find out what happened because that's sad for him, for him and for the family. Uh, you know, it's very curious. What's going on in the comments? Let's see. What's going on in the comments? 50K. 20 years and a pounding in the ass a day in prison. Pass on that. Oh, that's a good point, Larry. I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> Who the hell would do that? Where's the head? No head. The guy who's found his body must have been scared. S-list. No Wisconsin warrants in Wisconsin. We eat people. Oh, Wisconsin's got all the killers. Tiffany, that was hilarious. I concur. Cell phones track our every move. That's a fact. Uh, what was Jacob, your comment to Nuggets? I'm missing a lot of here. I'm missing a lot of stuff. Some retracted comments always, always make me curious if I don't see them. How the hell would they get a head off? Well, your neck is not reinforced by anything. It's just muscle, so it's kind of not that hard to sever it. Ica. Ica just incriminated himself. I feel like Ica is now a prime suspect. Let's see. He was suicidal, so he took his own head off. Question. Any relationship with the Clintons? <laughs> Jacob from the top rope. Love that comment, Jacob. Well, now I just read that comment out loud on my, on my YouTube channel, so now I'm in danger too. So thanks, Jacob. Coming back after a long hiatus of not being able to tune into the live show only to get me to read the comments. I'm like Anchorman. I'll read anything in the comments. You guys can't do me dirty like that. Oh, you guys, I have something super fun for you. We're going to, I mean, I don't even know. We're going to try this together. Okay. You know, I like to share the honest military experience. I tell it like it is. I do. I don't hold back. I'm honest to a fault here on the Scuttlebutt Show. And, uh, and today is just one of those days where I felt, you know what we need to do today? Insane calling out the military, telling it like it is. And I thought, I, you know what I would do? I would invite you guys along for the ride because doing it with the team, doing it with the Scuttlebutt team is the only way I like to do it. Don't ask. Wait, no, Max. I just know. Don't ask me how. Too late, Ika. Too late. So I just, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, I like to do it with the team. I like to do it with the team. So here we go. What do you really think? DOD wants all active duty spouses to answer a survey. So guess what, guys? We're going to do that survey together. What do you guys think? As a military spouse, as a proud dependopotamus, I figured we would just uh, knock this survey out together. Let's do it. I've got it pulled up. I do have to be a little careful. I have to make sure I don't pop up my social security number on the screen or something like that. So we'll take it question by question, page by page. But I've got this thing ready to go. And after we talk about this, uh, this article here, let's do this, this survey, this spouse survey together and see what kind of questions we can uh, come up with answers for. The Defense Department wants to hear from every active duty spouse for its biennial. Biennial. What's that? Once every, what's, a, what's biennial? Uh, biennial, biennial. Is that every once every million years? Let's go with that. Is biennial once every million years? Correct me in the chat if I'm wrong. The Pentagon announced last week that the complete active duty spouse survey will be available to an invited sampling of more than 650,000 husbands and wives of active duty military personnel. Jacob Donenworth wants the link. So I'm going to drop the link to this article where then you can find the link to the survey and you don't need an invite. You can sign up yourself. Officials are also asking all spouses to give their feedback on various topics that include spouse employment, child care services, military lifestyle, and overall satisfaction available through the DOD website, which I linked. I just dropped the link. In 2019, a survey sent to 65,000 participants or 10% of all the active duty spouses, more than 10,000 replied, meaning only 17%. That's not very good. Officials said they would like to see more participation as the responses are used to guide policies and programs for military families. Well, the Scuttlebutt Show heard that call. And so right here, we have the 2021 survey of active duty spouses. And we're going to fill it out. We're going to go through it. 
You have been selected to take a survey about your attitudes and perceptions of military life. When you click the continue button below, you'll be asked to read the privacy advisory, take the survey. Thank you for your time and participation. Now, bear with me. I'm going to show you guys every page, but I just want to make sure I don't get any surprises when I click here and you guys see my, my, all my personal information, privacy data and all that. So I'm going to take it link by link, page by page here. What do you guys think? How is this going to go? Let's see. Buy any, you'll learn to pronounce adjective taking place every other year. Summit meetings are normally biennial every other year. Ah, nice. Let's see. I need to uh, enable them return. I need to enable cookies. Oh my God. What? This is an embarrassment. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me, uh, let me see what I can do here. Let me see if I can do, I've got a plan. Don't worry guys. I've got a plan. We're going to make this work. Let's see. Don't live TV. Live TV. My dog just let out a sigh. Like you're not good at this. You are bad at this. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We've got it. Too easy. Too easy. Hang on. Bear with me. All right, all right, we're doing it. We're getting there. All right, we're making moves. We are making moves. Here we go. Okay, now we're in. So, let me do something really quick. Is Kratom a biennial plant? Nice. Um, so, here's what I'm doing. I'm, I got you guys well taken care of over here. You're in good hands. What I'm going to do is I am going to... Uh, the dog's going crazy again. Bree. Bree. So we've got, okay, we are good. I need to add a, I need to add a page here. Hang on one second. Bree. Let's add a window and hang on, hang on guys. Bear with me. I had this, this was a better plan in my brain. I had it all planned out. All right, here we go. All right, so here we go. We got the survey. Let's see, doxed. <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to delete that later. Don't steal it from me, guys. Don't steal it from me. It's actually not that secret, so don't worry about it. Um, I think I have COVID, OG says. We can see your ID number and day of birth. I know. I totally know. Um, that is the uh, danger of doing live TV, but we're okay because that's not that much of a secret, actually. Uh, it's not like my social security number. All right, let's do this. Luckily, it wasn't my full birthday or social security number or anything like that. Uh, so let's do this. Oh, that's not my wife's. Don't worry. That's not my wife's. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. My, my, I have my own. So you can't see my wife's. Let's go to the next page here and see if this works. Okay, I can show you guys this one. I am married. Do you, here's my question for you guys. Do you have dogs and do your dogs uh, hate vacuum cleaners? All right, here we go. Life in the military. Hang on one second. Okay. Let's see if we can get through this. All right. Overall, how satisfied are you with military way of life? What do you guys think the answer is here? What do you guys think? How satisfied are you with the military way of life? I'm going to go satisfied. I'll go satisfied. Free. Leave it. Leave it. Do you think your spouse should stay on or leave active duty? Let's see. I know, Justin, that's a great point. I have, I have literally no private data because during that hack of OPM, literally every, uh, every piece of my personal information and history 
is now out there on the dark web. So I have no, I have no PII. I have no personal information security at all whatsoever. Sheena, what's up? Mine hates vacuums, lawnmowers, and squeaky leaf springs on trucks and trailers. Nice. Uh, do you think your spouse should stay on or leave active duty? What do you guys think I should put for this one? I basically, uh, I think that I rely on her for my job at this point as a, as a YouTuber. So I'm going to strongly favor her staying. Please share what the military could do to improve support for you and your family. Do not provide any personally identifiable information. All right, hang on. Let me close this really quick because I feel like the next one might be, thank you for completing the survey. Uh, here's all of your personal data again. Please describe the top issues impacting the quality of life for you and your family. Do not provide any personally identifiable information. Please describe the top issues impacting the quality of life for you and your family. What do you guys think? Let me ask you this. If you're, if you're a military family out there, what were the top issues impacting the quality of life for you and your family? I would say, let's see, short notice, deployment schedules, Bri. short notice deployment schedules, and um, I'm just going to put that, try to be helpful here. Uh, share your, in, your email address if you want to participate in future critical issues. I'll do that. I'll share my email address. And that's it. That's it. It's done. It's over. We did it. I don't think your dog wants to be part of it. Just say beards. My dog is looking for your dog and your dog is barking. It's amazing. <laughs> that is epic. So, you know what's funny about that? When we were watching uh, tennis, when we were watching tennis, our dog was following the ball. She was completely following. It was like amazing to her to watch tennis. She wanted to, uh, she wanted to play so bad. Let's see. MC, uh, my wife's ID number was not on there. That's all. That's okay. When your dog barks, it surprises my dog and she will look around for where barking is coming from. Nice. I was on uh, I just got Skyrim today. Ed. Congratulations. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think your dog wants to be part of the chat. She sure does. She sure does. It's, am it's amazing. It's amazing and amusing, huh? It's amazing and amusing. Okay. That ended up not being quite as exciting as I thought that it might be. I thought there were going to be some more high profile questions, like some more impactful questions, like uh, what could, you know, what, what's being stationed overseas like? How does the military, you know, handle orders for spouses? There was nothing in there about spouse employment, which was like one of the main things that they had on there. So I don't really know. That survey kind of sucked, to be honest. I feel like... Uh, that was sub-scuttlebutt content right there. It's a weird day, episode 200. Episode 200 always gets a little weird when you hit those milestone episodes. All right, so moving on. We'll move on. Because we, we, we still have some really cool stuff to go over today. A couple more things. A couple more things, and then uh, I'll try to give my dog some peace, peace of mind. Let her relax a little bit. We've been talking a lot about a new game coming out, a new video game. We have this, and then we're going to talk about the brewery. That's what we have left. A new game coming out. It's called Battlefield 2042, and people are stoked on this. People are super stoked on Battlefield 2042. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. She doesn't want to leave it. So they keep dropping fire promo content, like absolutely amazing, exciting cinematic promo content and they're back with a really kind of cool new piece of content battlefield 2042 is teasing a short film that will show off game locations a short film i love animated like cgi content like cgi movies like disney pixar dreamworks shrek i remember the original final fantasy movie the Spirits Within or something like that came out back in probably 1999 and it was like photorealistic back then and it just changed the world of what was expected in CGI content. Do you guys remember that movie? But now, a Battlefield 2042 short film titled Exodus is coming next week. It's coming out August 12th at 8 a.m. And there is, it's pretty easy to hear you over the dog barking. Oh, okay, thank you very much. Uh, 
it's it's coming out, and th- what they're teasing here is kind of the story and the location that this game is going to take place. Here's what's funny about it. When I did my first reaction to this game, I said, who is the enemy in this game? Is it global warming? It actually is. So the world wants to forget we exist. We will force them to see. Over the footage, we can see in the corner of the screen near the start of the trailer, it appears a message intercepted by the U.S. Naval Signal Corps, and I won't spoil it because we're going to watch it here in a second. There's no indication of the speaker's name or who the belligerents are in this particularly military operation in the trailer itself. However, what we know from the background details EA previously revealed indicates that the speaker is likely a NOPAT or a refugee from one of the many states that collapsed as a result of climate change and economic turmoil in this near future world. So basically, the plot of Battlefield 2042 is that the, the environment has gotten so bad that civilization has collapsed, completely collapsed, and all that's left is anarchy and battle royale type environments. So that's what's happening in Battlefield 2042. It, it is literally global warming. That's the enemy in this game. And as a result, they've got tornadoes and icebergs and ships crashing and typhoons and all that stuff. But I've got that, that short film right here. People are already waiting. There's people chatting in the Battlefield... 2042 video uh, already, and it comes out next week. It comes out in 10 days. And there's already people building the hype in a chat room on this video here. So you can look this up on YouTube. I have it scheduled to wait here. I'm actually super excited to see it because I think it's going to be really cool. But let me show you guys. Let me share with you the trailer for the trailer for the short film, which is the trailer for the game. This is Battlefield 2042 Exodus short film. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Um, um, I think that uh, that they're doing a great job. I think they're doing a great job with their marketing. Mudrocks is interesting. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best today. Got the dog in the studio. Got the housework going on, all stuff. Um, I think it's going to be, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Like, I love, because if you guys have been following along with me playing through Battlefield 4 right now, which uh, we're about to start episode 4 of me playing through Battlefield 4, I love good cinematic cutscenes, storyline, all that stuff. It's epic, I think, in my opinion. And uh, and I can't get enough. Like, the more of that stuff they put into a game, the better. H now says, Tornadoes are here to show 2020 respiratory diseases. What's up? Do you have a y- yak stick or bully stick for your dog? That seems to work for you, and I want a little downtime. We had to stop giving her bully sticks because it wasn't good for her stomach. Bully sticks are a great snack, though. And she also broke a couple teeth last year on, like, bones. So, uh we have to be careful. We have to give her soft stuff because she'll chew through things until they literally break her own teeth. And uh, we, she had to get two teeth removed. So, by the way, if you're listening on the podcast, we're talking about um, our puppy, our dog, Bree Bree, who's uh, in the studio with me today. I'm sure you guys can hear her in the background. I hope the game is as good as they show it. It's not always good. I know the problem with Battlefield 2042 is they're doing all this cinematic stuff to promote it, but it has no campaign. It has no single player. So, it's kind of like, what's the point? Um you can't play through any campaign, so there's no reason to have any cinematic story stuff. Like, what? When did this like battle royale multiplayer thing start needing a uh, a a big storyline behind it? You know, for it to be good. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you like that? If it's an online only multiplayer game, do you like having that story? So, she's a chewer. Yes, Tiffany, she is a chewer for sure. So, last thing that I have for you guys today, and I'm gonna roll out. Take care of Bree. And then get ready for hopefully some Battlefield 4 coming today as well. We've got a, you know, an ongoing thing playing out in the Scuttlebutt show. It started two weeks ago where I invested money into the Armed Forces Brewing Company. Where former Navy SEALs, Special Forces, started a brewery. And they launched this whole thing with a viral video featuring Rob O'Neill the Navy SEAL shop in Laden, uh, going and going and killing an alien, taking down hipsters, going through a brewery, you know, like taking down people who love sipping on IPAs and all this stuff uh, to promote the brewery. And 
we covered it. You guys saw the video. If you haven't, it's on the channel. Just look up I Bought a Brewery. It's from like two weeks ago. And they came out with another video, this time with uh, another retired or ex-Navy SEAL, Ray Cash Care, critiquing the first video. Because as you guys remember, it had a lot of uh, negative comments. It had a lot of dislikes, like 12,000 dislikes or something like that. And it got pretty bad reviews online. I think that's why I threw money at it. Because I love just seeing where, what happens. I love rolling the dice. So what I have here is the follow-up video to that. So this is the follow-up video to the Armed Forces Brewing Company first video, where now former Navy SEAL Ray Care critiques Rob O'Neill's attempt at making a viral video. So let's watch this and let's make a decision together of how well I'm doing on my investment into the Armed Forces Brewing Company. You guys might already see I gave it a thumbs up. I gave it a like. And, uh, and, I, and I need to, I should probably subscribe to the Armed Forces Brewing Company. I'll do that right now. And if you guys want to link to this video or to the Armed Forces Brewing Company YouTube channel, I just posted it in the comments. And let's, uh, let's see this. Let's see what this is all about. I have to tell you, America, I just saw that video everybody's talking about with my SEAL brother, former Rob Navy SEAL operator, for our military tribute brewery, Armed Forces Brewing Company. Do you need to add operator to it if it's former Navy SEAL? Is that necessary? I've never really seen that. Former Navy SEAL operator. And let's just say I'm not impressed. Who's ah? I mean, come on, Rob. You had to use two fingers to knock out that stupid beer hipster. I'd have done that shit with one. Notes of asphalt, and I can't detect the tannins in the boquet. For Justin, I, I turn on the bell. Got the wet willy. Hit him with the wet willy. And the thing with the alien? Rob, come on, brother. You gotta finish those Martian bastards off when you get the chance. Hell, haven't you seen the movie Aliens? Thank you, man. Rule number two, always double tap. Checking that windage. You know what? The He's golden gun. I like how he has the golden gun. Any probing anytime soon. And the golden gun. I do agree with Rob about, and that's we love Armed Forces Brewing Company, and we love for you to invest in Armed Forces Brewing Company and help us employ great American veterans to make great American beer. Cheers, America. Just go to www.ownarmedforcesbrewingco.com and read all about how you can be a part of our company with us because America deserves great beer. Hey, has anybody got a lightsaber around here? MC, I see that 499 Super Chat over there. Thank you so much with the, is that a yin-yang symbol? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Wow. In the clutch at the end of the episode. Uh, that means a lot. I need that today. Struggling through getting through today's episode. Uh, Ray Cash Care, did you turn on the bell? I did that for Justin. Let's see. Wet Willie suck. I totally agree. MC, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you. Dude, my survey was way longer. They wanted to know all about my mental health, happiness, financials. If I was going to get the COVID shot, you... Wait, are you serious? Uh, LMFAO, funny AF, new ad looks okay. At what rank do you have to get full sleeves and spec ops? Oh, E2. Larry, E2. If you're... if First of all, you don't get tattoos after you join spec ops. You need tattoos to be in spec ops. I f felt like, why do I even need to say that? I mean, honestly, Larry, it's like they don't even recruit you unless you have full sleeves and knuckles. Uh, you, you can't even get recruited. So you have to have absolutely like full sleeve tattoos, uh, borderline like encroaching on the neck tattoo. You have to have, um, you know, cauliflower ear. They won't even take you. They won't even give you a look. That's just necessary. MC, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for the super chats today. That's incredible. You guys made my day. Jay Honey, what's up? Always tuning in right for the close out of the show. I want to thank our new patron, Zach, and remind you guys that all the ways to support the channel are linked in the description down below. We've got uh, merch at scuttlebuttshow.com. We've got memberships for the channel. We've got Patreon. And if you join Patreon at the elite tier on your second month, you get a free t-shirt. By the way, I hope everybody out there has gotten their t-shirts this month. Uh, if you have not gotten your t-shirt already, they've all been sent out. So if you haven't got your t-shirt by the end of this week, 
please reach out to me and let me know if you've been a pay, elite patron, patron member for two months or longer and you haven't gotten your t-shirt this month for July, let me know. Um, I, but I think everyone should have gotten theirs by now. They deliver pretty quickly. Anyway, with all that being said, actually, you know what? Hang on one second. Bear with me. Give me one moment. I'll be right back. All right, so with all that being said, you guys are the best audience in the world, and Bree thinks so too. She's so thankful that she got to hang out with you guys today. You, you really made her day. You made her feel so happy and, and, and lucky that she could come hang out on the channel today. Uh, she wanted to tell you guys that you're rock stars out there. She wanted to let you know that she hopes you enjoyed the show and that to make sure you're subscribed with notifications on and all that. Um, she wanted to make sure that you guys had a chance to check out scuttlebuttshow.com and all that. So as always, I wanted to sign out with, um, just telling you guys on this 200th episode that you're the best audience in the world. You guys are absolutely awesome. I appreciate you for being, holy crap, Jacob Donnerworth, $10 super chat. Sorry for ghosting for so long. Holy smokes. That's incredible. Bree, you did it. Bree, you did it. Hey, look, they did that for you, Bree Bree. Ah, oh, she's going to get a nice big treat for that. Huh, you want a treat? You want a big treat? That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jacob. We missed you here on the show. I hope you're back for more episodes. I hope you enjoyed your survey. I'm glad I can make that possible for you. I know there's one thing every veteran wants, and it's an opportunity to take another survey. So, all right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow with another unregularly scheduled episode. So tomorrow's episode is going to be at a different time. We're going to be doing a different time tomorrow because I'm driving my wife to the airport. She's going to be gone for two weeks. Two weeks, I'm going to be here home alone, streaming for you guys a lot, letting you guys in on all the inside stuff on what we do on this channel and make the day go. We're going to do a lot of extra streaming and all that stuff, a lot of insider stuff, a lot of stuff on Patreon and members-only content, stuff like that, and gaming, you name it. So I'm really excited for that, but I will be at a different time tomorrow because we have a... Uh, I have to go take my wife to the airport and unfortunately give her a kiss goodbye as she goes to a course somewhere in the United States. Oh yeah, Bree is perfect. I love her again. Happy 200th episode. Thank you so much. Donnie learned that dogs equal donos. Uh, happy 200. Thank you, Larry. Larry, I just learned it too, I guess. And uh, yeah, I look forward to talking to you all very soon. Stay tuned on all the social medias, Discord, Instagram, Facebook, and all that stuff for an update on when the better stream's coming up. Yep, the stream's always getting better. Make sure you guys stay tuned for all the social medias on an update on what time tomorrow's show is going to be. I'll create an event for it so you guys can follow the event. And until then, Bree, from us here at the Scuttlebutt Show, that's the Scuttlebutt. <laughs>